0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton.
1: You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here again is Dan Loney. Welcome back. Hour number two of Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 132. Business Radio powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. The Wharton School and the World Bank are involved in an interesting partnership focused on the growth of entrepreneurship in Africa. The Knowledge Exchange is a platform that connects groups of Wharton students with young entrepreneurs and innovators from Africa. Working in part with Knowledge at Wharton, this collaboration helps spark a global conversation in which individuals involved can learn from each other. Georgia Pekoski is a senior fellow here at the Wharton School Zicklin Center for Business Ethics Research. He's also a former executive with the World Bank and executive co-chair of the Ideas for Action initiative. He's joining me in studio along with Michelle Jaffe, who's a senior here at the Wharton School studying operations and as well social impact and responsibility and has led the Ideas for Action Accelerator at UPenn for the last two years. And also joining us on the phone is Ariane Umaringa, who's an entrepreneur and founder of Starlight, which is based in Rwanda. Georgia, great seeing you again. Thank you, sir. Yes, the Thank pleasure you. is mine. Michelle, Thanks. nice meeting you.
0: Thank
1: you for having us. Ariane, great to have you with us today.
0: Thank you for so much for having me.
1: Thank you. So I, I guess take us, and we've ta- talked with you a variety of times over the last few months, Georgia, take us into the backstory on how this idea came about. Well, I've
2: been mean, talking in you know, a bro- more broader context. Yeah. We literally wanted to also make some contribution to this new initiative at UPenn of bringing the world to UPenn. So to capture one aspect of that and how to utilize the unique competencies UPenn has across disciplines, but also at the same time to expand its reach globally. So Idea for Action is basically focusing on creating opportunities for UPenn students to get engaged in solving real-life problems, but at the same time to reflect on what they are learning at UPenn and how
1: relevant is that for solving real-life problems. So, Michelle, you've been involved in this... From the get-go almost, correct, since you got here to Penn, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for four years. I started as a freshman on the Accelerator program, and then over the time, I've taken more of a leadership role in leading some of these projects, uh, global startups around the world.
1: So, Georgia, tell us how you came into meeting Ariane.
2: Well, that came through the competition. I mean, we got 2,100 proposals Uh, She was the second winner of the competition. We were exceptionally pleased to have a young entrepreneur coming uh, from Africa in a very, very tough competition globally and win the second place. And also we had the pleasure of having Ariane with us during the annual meetings of the World Bank uh, International Monetary Fund in Bali. So she had the opportunity to interact with top decision makers and share their insights on what is needed in Africa, what the African young entrepreneurs and innovators can do, and what what kind of help and also partnership they need to really expand the reach of these innovative ideas from young people in Africa.
1: So, Ariane, tell us your story as to how you really came up with the idea to try and address the challenge of... Of providing light to some of the communities there in rwanda
0: well uh starlight is all about empowering people with light and you may ask yourself why light so uh, i was born after the 1994 genocide against tutsi that took place in rwanda and that time uh let's than five percent of the whole Rwandan population had access to electricity so I grew up in the western province of Rwanda and no one in my whole village had access to electricity so coming back uh, from school in the evening my home was always dark, and that was my worst moment of every day so for me to revise my studies uh At night, I could only use the light of a candle or a kerosene lamp, which needs to be fueled every day. And the cost of kerosene, especially in rural areas, is very, very much higher than in urban areas. So uh, my mother couldn't be able to buy kerosene every day. Then the only option by then was to go to sleep. So I always hated sleeping early and I think that's when I decided I would bring electricity to my home. So millions of children in Rwanda and Africa at large are still facing the same problem and women are the most affected by this because most of the households are run by women and that's why also our business model is led by women. So briefly, mm. uh, lights eliminate darkness, it- uh, brings joy and hope to families by also allowing them to earn, land and just feel safe after that.
1: How how many people, how many families have you been able to to impact so far with this?
0: So far, so far we've been able to reach four hundred homes in uh, Rwanda. So, and we are looking forward to now uh, enter into our neighboring countries such as Congo, Burundi, Tanzania, and Uganda.
1: What has been the reaction you have gotten there in Rwanda uh, to to this type of initiative? And and I'm wondering how much support you're getting from businesses in that area to try and advance this as well.
0: Well, uh, so the feedback, especially from our beneficiary, was overwhelming because our aim now is to make you know, made in Rwanda products, products that, you know, these women can make and distribute them in their communities. So uh, the feedback was overwhelming. And our now aim is to um, now create a product and client relationship where, you know, these women are able to make, you know the light by themselves and use them so uh the reaction is overwhelming thank you
1: what it, what was the what has the experience been like uh being involved in talking with uh, some of the Wharton students here about your project and and maybe things that you can consider to build out
0: well uh this my interaction with uh, the Wharton students really um like the feedback exceeded my expectation. Their feedback was overwhelming, and it was obvious that they invested much of their time and took this uh, seriously. This knowledge exchange with Walton students was very, very inspiring to me and allowed me to also take this opportunity. And again, thank everyone that contributed to this Oh, I also hope that you know the students benefited from this interaction to uh, better understanding the opportunities that are in Africa and how to take advantage to them, and very most importantly, how critical it is to uh, build partnerships with uh, local entrepreneurs and innovators for real understanding of problems, uh, the root cause. For real value
1: creation and lasting impact. I would imagine that also being tied, uh, linked with the uh, Ideas for Action initiative, that you're also starting to to see a lot of reaction from organizations and people outside of Rwanda, other parts of the world that that want to be part of this and, and try and continue to build out Starlight.
0: Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So, uh, ideas for action wasn't simply a competition, but also an opportunity for me to uh, learn new things and interact with the World Bank experts and potential support in implementation, as well as interact with influential decision-makers that attended the IMF and World Bank and the meeting in Bali. So, uh, this couldn't really be possible if, I wasn't part of the ideas for action, and so it's also uh, been an enabler for me to reach to some people in the organization that I'm in touch with now.
1: What's it like for Georgia, for your students to be involved in a process like this, in a project like this? I, I, so many You run into so many students here at Penn that, that obviously are thinking on a grander scale of problems that are happening in other parts of the world. But to be involved in this and to be involved with somebody like Ariane, to be able to to help her build out something like Starlight, it has to be an incredible experience for the kids that you're teaching. I mean, it's mutually not only for them, but for, for the professors yeah. as yeah. well. But let
2: me go to the students. I think this, uh, and uh, of course, Michelle will uh, some, sure. uh, give us additional insights. But I think what I found fascinating is that this idea for action initiative really expand their horizon you know both personally and uh, professionally in a sense to see where they are in the global uh, in the global world how to see the world beyond upenn beyond philadelphia <laughs> beyond the united states and also i would say beyond the generational bubbles and gaps that there is a different world uh, down there and also to critically reflect on what they are learning in upenn And how relevant is this for solving real-life problems? Uh, But uh, Michelle, I guess, can uh, give her perspective, which is more relevant.
3: Sure, Uh. sure. So to give the project a little bit more scope, uh, we worked with Ariane to um, develop some things like trying to improve their performance through product diversification, through new market entry, through government partnership cultivations, and through community investment. But it was more than just the mechanics of the project. It was really about the conversations that we got to have and uh, trying to think about how do we position this clearly incredible project Project into a way that can best serve the target populations in the communities that uh, Starlight wants to focus in. So, all around, it's been fantastic to, um, like what's been talked, what like has what been mentioned about bringing the world to Wharton. This is one of the most uh, empowering ways that I've experienced of how to do that effectively. But
1: it, it's a unique <laughs> aspect to it when you think you, you know you're going to school here, right. and obviously you have a, a a greater mindset of looking outside uh, of the university. But it's another thing to understand what's going on with Ariane in Rwanda and the government there, and the challenges that may be presenting her. And that's where that conversation comes in handy, but still, it's the understanding that you and the other students have to have that's probably even a challenge for for you folks as well.
3: Yes, exactly right. And, you know, we have people involved in the Accelerator and uh, in professors' classes as well that have backgrounds in business or political science or in the liberal arts or uh, in the hard sciences. And you see their minds coming together and thinking about how can they use their expertise and background and where they're from to create the most meaningful and sophisticated insights for these projects.
1: Ariane, how much in the process of talking with the the students here at Morton, how much did you have to explain to them about The life that you have in Rwanda and the challenges that you have of trying to get starlight going and and dealing with governments and and being able to find ways to get electricity. I I would imagine you had to relate some of these aspects to the Wharton students, to the students here in the United States as well.
0: Yes, sure. So I... You know this was uh, a knowledge exchange with them, so they had to now read uh, our proposal, like which is also very deep explaining uh the local problem that we had here so uh, they really invested their time into understanding you know the root cause of this problem by reading through uh, our whole research and um and also like the whole paper that we um we have submitted to the World Bank competition.
1: I find this incredible to see these types of programs build out and not only the benefits that you see short term, but the benefits, if you know, that are going to occur long term, especially with something that like what Ariane is trying to do in Rwanda.
2: Yes, and I think another important feature of this is that this is a knowledge exchange among young people. It's not filtered through professors. They talk to each other. So we are there, hopefully, to bring a little bit more wisdom based on our real-life experience. But this is among them, talking to each other. And also, I think it's uh, very critical that they have opportunity to share their also concerns, you know, on, as I mentioned, what they are learning in the school and how some improvements are needed, not just across UPenn, but I'm talking globally. So this next generation of entrepreneurs and innovators will be better equipped to address the challenges of the world they are facing. I can even go you know, a step further and say they should take kind of generational responsibility. Yeah. What kind of planet they are leaving to their children yeah. <laughs> might sound strange. I mean, students thinking about their children, but it's <laughs> about now. They have to react now. If they don't do that now, then of course they will start repeating the mistakes my generation made and is still making. And for that, this kind of knowledge exchange with people around the world, not just Africa, I mean, we are talking also inside the United States, Asia, and so on, put them in a more independent position to define their priorities their concerns and to practice their leadership role because this program is 90% driven by young people yeah. it's not driven by me or my colleagues from the world bank
1: i'm guessing that's probably just one of several lessons mm-hmm. that that you've learned michelle in the course of in the course of doing this over the last few years
3: yes definitely and uh, like what was said before i mean you do see this movement of young people interested in these issues uh, we have ideas for action groups not only at world and at Penn, but what's encouraging is that we are seeing groups pop up in other universities as well. So we worked with a project before that was uh, headquartered and uh, founded at UC Berkeley. We have groups in other MBA programs in Harvard and in countries other than the U.S. too. So it's, it's really great to see that there's this uh, overall momentum to try to create the world a better place for our generation. What
1: do you think the, the role of the accelerator is and, and the benefits that students like yourself are getting from being a part of, of ideas for action
3: absolutely so within ideas for action itself as a uh, as a platform as a movement uh, you see there's a lot of different ways to engage with international leaders and to learn about these deep infrastructural and uh, systemic issues that different countries in the world face the accelerator then takes that and um makes that more tangible for students at universities to try to get their hands dirty and trying to create real impact. So um, you see them take their critical thinking, commitment to impact, and provide meaningful and sophisticated solutions for these proposal winners and for these projects. So um, it's taking this overall motivation to do good into a way that we can actually formatively present our findings to an entrepreneur and see that impact from the community up
1: and the the proposals that you're you're going through and looking at these are coming from not only all over the world, but I would guess some here in the United States as well.
3: Yes. So in 2018 alone, I think there were around 160 countries represented. The U.S. Wow. is just one of them. Uh, so the projects that we've worked in in the past, they've been headquartered in the U.S., in Ghana, Rwanda, um, the Middle East. It's been across the board, but it's been great to see that global diversification.
1: Uh, Ariane, what do you hope is the future for Starlight? Where? What are the next steps for you in the process? You said you have 400 homes that... You You've been able to impact to this point. Obviously, you would like to increase that number uh, as much as you can in the months and years to come.
0: Yes, absolutely. So our aim now is to end the use of kerosene lamps in rural communities of Rwanda, in refugee camps uh, of Rwanda, as well as neighboring countries, and also be able to expand in many more countries in Africa.
1: How important, and you mentioned the use of kerosene, how important from an economic perspective in that part of the world is it to be able to to get away from using kerosene on a daily basis and be able to have some form of electricity in there?
0: Sure. So um, kerosene emits kerosene fumes, and uh, the kerosene fumes okay. are very toxic and also very dangerous to the I mean, to the environment. Now, uh, in one village, four hundred, five hundred liters of kerosene are burnt every day, and which really contributes to ton of carbon dioxide emitted every day. So, apart from that, so it's very toxic, especially for the children. It causes uh, respiratory diseases, and also uh, on economic ex- uh, perspective. This also is uh, a burden to families where now women spend a half of their monthly income to only by kerosene to light their house during night. So uh, providing them clean source of light, solar light, gives now them an opportunity to also save money.
1: What has been the... the- the what has been the reaction that you have gotten from the families there in Rwanda that have been able to to make this change, going from kerosene to electricity? They have to be incredibly grateful. You mentioned the cost savings and, and the health as well, but it, it is a little bit. It's almost a lifestyle change for these families.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. First of all, like in my community, they are very excited because. So for me, myself, I'm the one providing them the light. And they're very excited about this uh, product.
1: How has the, What has the reaction been of your local government there to this project as well?
0: So uh, the local government is also very, very supportive, especially for um, startups or young entrepreneurs like me, especially in... Uh, um, making policies that allow us to now continue and uh, making lasting impact in our communities. Yeah, and also providing some uh, little support in terms of maybe working place. And yeah, and some materials such as machinery, yeah.
1: Well, how prevalent is that mindset of your local government within the country as a whole? Uh, Are a lot of the local governments there in Rwanda, are they receptive to entrepreneurship and to understanding that this is a great way to be able to affect change, whether it be with electricity or lifestyles in general?
0: Yes, yeah, 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 sure. Um, now, as you know, like Africa has got a very young population and now the local government is now understanding the importance of investing, especially in young people. And this through empowering these young people to be change makers and uh, to also uh, contribute to solving their own problems and this is why, you know, they feel this importance and also support uh, those who come up with ideas like me.
1: There is also, uh, I would imagine, uh, an economic benefit to your region by the fact that you have that, because of the fact that more people have electricity. There, there will be a, a benefit long term. I, I don't think you'd be able to to determine exactly what that is, Ariane, right now, but I would imagine that you understand that that is is something that's going to occur down the road, that your region economically will most likely be better because of something that you're doing here today.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, of course, of course, because uh, now uh, you may think that, you know, uh, light is a very simple thing, but this really, really means a lot to them because now women are able to work even extra hours in their businesses due to light. And also, in terms of uh, maybe family planning, also, because without access to light, you know, people go to sleep early and this really affects in terms of family planning. So, uh, this really contributes to a lot of things and light, yeah. Contributes
1: to uh this improvement i, I michelle I, i'd be interested to get your thoughts because i think we here in the united states we take light for granted mm-hmm. i i think and to be able to hear a story like Ariane is telling and to understand what they don't have there and to be able to see this change starting effect I, what has been the reaction that you have had to, to seeing this and going through this experience
3: yeah, I mean, I can speak personally and then also on behalf of the other students involved in Accelerator. I mean, like you said before, uh, there are a lot of things that we take for granted being in the U.S. and um, living where we live here. And I think that it is just so important that when you're thinking about the overall conversations about development and um as we were saying, trying to make the world a better place to understand what are the deep infrastructural issues that other countries are facing. Lighting is being one of them. Um, I could go on with many others, but it's important to take one issue at a time, try to find the projects and solutions that are already existing to try to tackle the issue, like starlight, and developing those to make sure that their impact is as widespread as possible. On behalf of the other students involved in Accelerator as well, they're coming from a different um, perspectives. Sometimes they might be from a country that is experiencing those problems themselves, or they might be like me and not have learned about these issues before. It's all about Understanding and that knowledge transfer that we were uh, mentioning before and just making sure that when people are thinking about social impact, they're aware of all the different issues that are out there and how best to approach them in the smartest way.
1: Ariane I, I think you said a little bit earlier that you're already starting to see interest from other areas to what you are doing and to try and expand this beyond your region and maybe even to, to other countries in your area?
0: Yes, sure.
1: How, quick, how quickly do you, how quickly is that occurring right now, or is that still you know in the process of of occurring at this point?
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, now we are now getting um, like requests especially for distributors uh, in the region around Rwanda, and but now um, we face some challenges. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, fundraising to uh, be able to uh, reach uh, as many villages or as many places as possible.
2: I mean, what is important, and I think this is um, a critical aspect of Ideas for Action, is that the participants, the young people, can start seeing these problems in a more holistic way. The more holistic approach creates opportunities for different partners to come. I mean, just an example, Arianna explained very nicely the benefits. The other thing related to that is better educated women in the villages will yeah. be better in agriculture. And you have multinational companies, even in uh, uh, in Uganda, including Firmenich, uh, a company from... Uh, um, Switzerland, which start uh, producing organic uh, vanilla there, working with uh, the local farmers. Yeah. So the moment they learn about these things, the moment they start realizing that uh, the the women will be a better farmers down yeah. the road, they will not engage this as an philanthropic engagement. They will put their money because on the business. long run, it's a business proposition. Yeah. And I think this is absolutely critical through knowledge, to move to the stage where the private sector will be better equipped to see the benefit and put the money there because it's a business justification for that.
1: Ariane, thank you very much for your time today and good luck with Starlight.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you. Michelle, nice meeting you. Thanks for coming in. George, as always, great seeing you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.